Welcome to Lessons in Leadership, Steve Adubato, my colleague, Mary Gamba. Mary, how are we doing today? I'm doing really good today, Steve. How about you? Doing great. Uh, Mary, you know that I always wear this right here on my wrist. This is a uh, Donate Life wristband that comes from um, the Sharing Network, New Jersey Sharing Network. And we have a good friend who represents the Sharing Network today joining us on Lessons in Leadership. Set it up. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure to introduce Alyssa uh, Diadio, Vice President, Hospital and Community Services for New Jersey Sharing Network. Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell us a little bit about New Jersey Sharing Network and who you are and what you do. Thank you so much for having us. New Jersey Sharing Network is the organ procurement organization in New Jersey, and we're responsible for the recovery and placement of organ and tissue in New Jersey. And what does that mean? That means that we work every day to give hope to the 5,000 people that are waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. I've been lucky to call the Sharing Network my home for 12 years, uh, right after college, um, after my dad in 2009 became an organ donor. And I was so inspired by the care and compassion that my family received that I just felt I had to be a part of this organization. Mm. You know, Alyssa, we had a conversation offline the other day, me, you, Mary, Carolyn on your team, your um, a real leader at the Sharing Network, who's been on with us many times. Check out um, our not only our website here, but also our uh, steveautobato.org website for those interviews. But but I'm curious about something. You know, Joe Roth, the longtime leader at the Sharing Network, and I've had these conversations for years about leadership and leadership development, communication skills, communication development. Where I mean, you right out of college. You come into the sharing network. How would you say, or what would you say the biggest change or improvement you made as a leader has been? And then I'll move to communication, which I find to be very much connected. The biggest change in you, Alyssa, as a leader, 12 years has been what? I think from as a child, I was kind of, my parents always said, you get what you give in life. And that's what I was taught. And when I was brought to the sharing network, I was really surrounded by amazing leaders, including Carolyn and Joe, and really opened the doors for me to be able to learn new things, grow within several departments, um, test what I was able to do. And I think give me the opportunity to succeed or fail. And fail means you you learn from that, you try again, and fail not in a negative way. They really said, Alyssa, here's a project, run with it. And I think that was the biggest learning for me, is that you have to give people the opportunity to show up, do it, and then either you know celebrate with them on the success or say, what did we learn from here and how can we work together to get it the next time? And I think that is what I was afforded as an intern right out of college. Um, and it's gotten me to a, a fantastic place. So very thankful for that. Mary, before you jump in, I'm curious. Alyssa, growing up as a kid, even younger than you are right now, but I mean, you're a kid growing up. Were you the kid with great energy, passion, enthusiasm, organizing, getting things done? Yes, I was, I was an only child. So I had the spotlight on me, I would say 100% of the time. Uh, I walked my, watched my mom each day get a suit on uh, with confidence and a father that would look at me and say, that's exactly what you want to be. I love it. Um, and, you know, I saw that support both ways. And they really, it was, you get what you give. And if it is to be, it is up to be. So those were the mottos in uh, the Diadio household. And I played sports and I really, it was a team effort, but I knew that I had to show up. Um, I had to show up for that team. I had to give my 110%. Uh, so that's basically how I was raised. And it's a part of a fabric of who I am. 
Mary, somehow I knew. I didn't know. I, I knew. I, I, I was. Soft, Mary's a great softball player growing up. And your mom yep. and dad all, also told you they expected in, you to give back and make a difference and be a leader. Did they not, Mary? Yeah, no, they totally did, for sure. Well, jump in. Could be a leader. Oh, I, I thought you were going somewhere with that. But no, yes, you thank you. you. <laughs> just take I the usually lead. sit back. I would love to take the lead. So, Alyssa, you know, just to switch gears a little bit and definitely that sports and leadership connection. I, I want to talk a little bit. You and I have talked offline about the campaign at the Sharing Network about getting uh, it's uh, diversity needs donation needs donation diversity needs diversity hashtag yes. it's coming up right now go ahead and we're going to put it up there as well can you talk about that what exactly does that mean and for our viewers those who are watching today what is the message that you have for all of our viewers in terms of becoming an organ donor and especially in our uh, in our diverse communities as well I think it's really important that as an organization we are responsible for something extremely important that's saving people's lives through organ donation and also supporting families that are going through a tragic loss. So to talk about this topic in an effective way, we really believe we need to go into each community and figure out how, are, how do they need to receive the information? What questions do they have? Because what works for one area in New Jersey is not gonna work for another area in New Jersey. So what does that community need to get the information they need to make an informed decision. So Donation Needs Diversity is really a grassroots effort to go into these communities, these diverse communities, whether it's their faith-based organization, whether it's a, you know, um, a school organization, a volunteer organization, and say, what do you think about organ donation? Mm. It's not to just give them the information, but listen. I think take a step back and, and let them share what they know, if they have fears, what they are, and then hopefully get to a place where they can walk out and say, organ donation is a good thing. And maybe I'm not going to register today, but I'm going to think about this. I'm going to talk about it with my family and, and hopefully one day I will register. And that I think is the goal. Um, to get people the information they need at a place where they can understand, a place they can trust, and really bridge that gap. And I was just going to jump in about that too, the, the trust factor. And I, even before you said it, I was going to say it, we just talked about sports and on any team, you need to have trust as a leader. How do you instill trust in others? How do you get people not only on your team, but also members of the community to trust? There's so much misinformation out there with the 24 seven media, uh, Twitter, Instagram. How do you get people to trust in what you're saying and into becoming an organ donor? I think the best way you do that is the people that have received and the families who have given. Um, we have over 500 volunteers that have walked this walk, whether they've lost a loved one and they've given the gift of life or they've received the precious gift. So for them to go with us in their communities and be able to say, I am your neighbor and this impacted me. I think that there's probably no way to build trust better than that than have someone they can relate to say, I've been through this. And Sorry. organ, organ uh, donation saved my life. Sorry for interrupting. Uh, there's always a little bit of a delay. Take a look at, and Sylvester will do this in, in post-production. Let's put up the uh, steveadobato.org website because there's an interview we did on the public television side with Denise Peoples. Uh, tell everyone who Denise is. And also, um, that was a segment we also did with a religious uh, a leader in the, in, the, um, in the church community who happened to be African-American as well. Denise a powerful voice, a powerful leader, and her life, she received the gift of life. Talk about why Denise is so important, please, if you could, Alyssa. 
So when I was an intern and I started, Denise was one of the first volunteers that I met, a uh, double lung transplant recipient, full of life in every sense of the Extraordinary. word. She sings, you know, hearing her sing with a double lung transplant. Um, if you've been to our 5K, it's one of the most beautiful moments. She really volunteered, shared her story so much. And when I uh, started working with the public education and communications department, I said, she needs to be an employee here. She needs to talk about this story, be in faith-based communities, be in the community talking about her experience. And she just believes in it so much in her heart, her soul, and her lungs, as she says, um, that it's, it's a really powerful, real story. Um, and her commitment to getting the word out to areas that she connects with, I think, has been really powerful um, for the donation community at large. Last question on my end. Alyssa, you know, it's so interesting. Your passion, your enthusiasm, your commitment to this cause, the gift of life, the New Jersey Sharing Network, comes across in your communication. We've talked a little bit offline about communication skills and its connection to leadership. Without going, I won't get on my soapbox about communication, but I'm going to ask you, when you feel as passionately as you do about the cause that you are part of, how does that help you to be such a strong public communicator slash leader? I think when you believe something in your gut and your heart and it's who you are, it's authentic, it's, it's you don't have to try. Um, when people hear me talk about organ donation, I'm not thinking about what I'm saying really because it's so ingrained uh, in who I am and really how I was raised to give to others, um, believe in the good in people, that people wanna help people. So I'm really clear, it's from my heart and soul. Uh, I would never wanna call any other place my home. Um, if I'm going to spend time away from my family, this is the time I wanna spend uh, giving hope to these people who need a life-saving transplant. We've had the website up for the Sharing Network um, a lot of the time. Go on that website, you can register to be an organ um, donor. Um, I have, my wife is an organ donor. There's a long history. It's about a lot more than wearing a wristband that says, um, talks about the gift of life and donate life. Find out, educate yourself. And um, people like Alyssa and your colleague, Carolyn Wilson, the team, you've been extraordinary. And so you're great partners and we appreciate it. And to Joe Roth as well. Um, thank you, Alyssa. You're great leaders. You belong on lessons in leadership. You honor us. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you so much for having me and the Sharing Network for all the support. We appreciate you both. Great partners. We'll be right back right after this. This edition of Lessons in Leadership is made possible by the Bucino Leadership Institute at Seton Hall University, Prager Metis, Valley Bank, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825, the North Ward Center, the New Jersey Sharing Network, Delta Dental of New Jersey, Fedway Associates, Inc., Veolia, Resourcing the World, and Seton Hall University. Showing the world what great minds can do since 1856. This is Mary Gamba. If you want more leadership tips and tools, log on to stand-deliver.com. That's stand-deliver.com. Welcome back to Lessons in Leadership. Steve Adubato, Mary Gamba, another important segment on small business and leadership in the small business community. We're honored to once again, be joined by our good friend, Dennis Wilson, President and CEO, Delta Dental of New Jersey, Delta Dental of Connecticut. And for the first time joining us is Megan Huncher, who is the President and CEO of Morris County Chamber of Commerce. Good to see you, folks. Good to see you guys. 
Let's do this, Dennis. You've been with us several times. We've been doing this small business series. I'm going to give Megan a chance to talk a little bit about the Chamber while we put the Chamber website up, and we'll go back to Delta Dental in a second and Delta Dental's commitment to small business. Megan, tell us exactly what the Morris County Chamber of Commerce is. Good morning, Steve. Thank you for having me uh, with you today. I do have the privilege of serving the members of the Morris County Chamber of Commerce as the president and CEO, uh, working with wonderful companies such as Delta Dental that are committed to the New Jersey business community. We are a regional chamber. We have more than 750 members from 10 surrounding counties in the northern central region of New Jersey, and we have um, another 200 members through our economic development division as well as our tourism uh, division. So in addition to being a traditional chamber with a multitude of networking opportunities, we also have an economic development division, which is a partnership with the County of Morris. We have a tourism division, which is our destination marketing organization. We have many programs, including, including a leadership program called Lead Morris, a women in business program, a women in golf program, public policy, and, and many more. So it's um, it's, uh, it's a real privilege to be leading this organization that's over 100 years old, and we've thrived for over a century. We continue to reinvent ourselves like many businesses have, especially during COVID, right. um, and I'm glad to be with you today. Thank you so much, Meg. Hey, Dennis, did you know that more than two decades ago, uh, two very important women in my life I met? First, Mary Gamba, 22 years ago we met, and we have been partners ever since. Uh, running this organization, two organizations are not-for-profit production company and stand and deliver our leadership development and communication company. But also a little bit, Mary, did you know, and Dennis, did you know that a couple of years before that, I met my wife, Jennifer, at the Morris County Chamber of Commerce. I was doing a speaking event. My, verse, my first book came out and I was speaking and my wife organized it. She was a meeting planner and I didn't get paid anything. I just want to clarify that. And we'll, you know, that's the way it worked then. Oh, that's fabulous. I had, I had no idea that's where you met your wife. I got paid back many times over because I met my wife there and the rest is history. Dennis, I, that was totally irrelevant to lessons <laughs> in leadership. I just, every time I hear the Morris County Chamber, I think of that. Dennis, We'll have to have you both back. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, my, you can renew your vows at one of their next meetings, Steve. Yes, that's what we should do, except we're going to have to get paid. No, I'm joking. I'm totally joking. Dennis, talk about Delta Dental as we put up the website and, it's, and the organization's commitment to small business. Thank you, Steve. And, and by the way, uh, there is a connection to lessons in leadership because that is network, networking, capital N right there. So, <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, so three kids later oh. and you know, two dogs and go ahead. I'm sorry. Ahead. But we'll add matchmaking to our yes. to our services. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So so yeah, thank you uh, again. And it's great to be here. Uh, great to be with with Megan and just uh, just another plug. And I'll I'll get to Delta and small business in just a second uh, because it's relevant. You know, I I consider. Morris County Chamber, one of the premier chambers in the state, and it has such a representation of both large international companies as well as many, many small businesses. So, you know, it creates um, an excellent opportunity for Delta Dental and others to participate in their great events specifically to small business, you know, and, and Megan knows this for sure. You guys know this. 
you know, they are relevant and vibrant in New Jersey. Over 90% of, of all businesses in this state are small businesses defined as companies with under 100, even under 50 em employees. And over half of the New Jersey workforce works for these types of companies. So they are a vital piece of our economy. And Back to Delta Dental more specifically, dentistry in New Jersey is a small business enterprise. Uh, most dental offices have less than 10 or 12 employees. So not only you know, are the dental offices our lifeblood and if you will, our product, um, they are a, an important and an integral part of the economy of the state within the small business sector. Well said, so, uh, Megan, let me ask you this. The number one of the many challenges and obstacles small businesses face from a leadership slash organizational perspective, what would you say the number one challenge has been for small businesses, particularly those who are members of the chamber? Well, without a doubt, workforce. I mean, we hear that every day and we hear that from every size business, of course, but workforce is um, vital to the success of any business and keeping employees having benefits such as dental insurance, which can be a differentiator for many businesses is really important, especially in a, a state like New Jersey, which is, um, of course, has a lot to offer, but, but also is high cost. So when you're raising a family, um, having as a small business ourselves, uh, we know that maintaining a, a, a workforce that um, can contribute to the growth of your organization is, is vital. Absolutely, and, and Dennis, we're a small business obviously as well. The tangible impact that Delta Dental can have. You talked about another segment we did with Tony Russo. You're with us. You talked about cutting costs. When you make a decision to do that, and Mary will jump in right after this, when you make a decision to cut some of the costs for the premiums, if you will, that's a strategic, not to mention a financial decision that you're making. That's leadership and innovation, is it not, Dennis? It, it, it is. It, it's not only financial um, and those implications. It, the, the, the decision is, is strategic, yes, but also mission driven, right? We are, we are an organization whose mission is to cover as many individuals as we possibly can in the state and provide them with oral health benefits of the highest quality. So that is in lockstep with our mission, particularly as it relates to small business. We are newer in this market segment, and by that I mean less than a half a dozen years. And we compete against those that have been in the space for three decades. So we have to do things that are leading edge, if you will. You know, in addition to um, reducing premiums, you know, we have over two hundred benefit plans and designs that can fit the needs of any small business, uh, as well as the capabilities, you know, through our, our website, through our cyber capabilities, through our digital platform and so forth, that a small business does not have to belabor itself to uh, manage its program. We make it easy, we make it seamless, and we, when we offer those programs, just as we would to any Fortune 1000 companies, to businesses of two. Well said. Hey, Mary, differentiation matters 
in every organization, there are a million production companies, right? We see ourselves as different. You know, there are a lot of shows and about leadership. We see ourselves as different. And one of the reasons we're different is because Mary's one of the leaders who takes things in a different direction. I know you have a different question, Mary. I sure do, definitely. I wanted to pivot just a little bit, Megan. Being a woman leader, particularly today, what advice do you have for young women entrepreneurs who are really looking to start a small business, lead in their company, step up? What advice, leadership and communication advice do you have that really that you've learned through your years of being a woman leader? What advice do you have to those women watching today? Absolutely. Great question. So uh, passion is key. If you're passionate about what you do and you have a vision, others will follow. And I found that in my career is there's there's no barrier when you when you really set that bar high for yourself and you you know you can achieve it and you aren't afraid to ask for help. I mean, there are moments along your path where you're going to um, need to rely on others, uh, whether it's at home uh, to support your work or um, at work where you need to surround yourself with good advisors. So I really encourage all young people out there to seek out mentors. Um, Honestly, YouTube, <laughs> like what we're doing now, um, seeking out programs such as this, where you can listen to other people who are uh, sharing their stories. Um, and I'm sure, Dennis, you'd be willing to have <laughs> have lunch with, um, you know, a young aspiring um, uh, uh, entrepreneur. Seriously, reach out to those in positions of, of power. Other CEOs, they are more than willing to share their stories, I've found. And I know that Dennis is committed to mentorship as well. R real quick on this, Dennis, before I let you both of you go, I, I have this obsession that one of the ways that we're different is that we're, Mary and I are very caught up in relationship building, meaning we there's a new book coming out later this year called Lessons in Leadership 2.0. The tough stuff, right, Mary? That's correct. One of, one of the chapters is on what we call strategic relationship building, meaning to be a great leader, you have to be obsessed about relationships and building them. I have my own philosophy. It's in that book. But I know, Dennis, this relationship with the, with the Chamber of Commerce, with others that you've brought to us, you have a very strategic and methodical approach to relationship building, do you not? I, I absolutely do, Steve. And I, and I think Obsession is a is a word you use, and, and I think it's a correct one. The other uh, word I would add to that is honesty, right? The obsession for an honest, uh, legitimate set of relationship is key. Not to uh, handle a relationship as a gateway to a transaction, but to enter into a relationship for the purpose of of, of, of building something that's real and credible between two individuals that will eventually accrue to the benefit of each individual. So it's it's it has to be genuine, in other words. But but Dennis, before I let you go, isn't it also really about being obsessed about how you Mary and I say this all the time, obsess about how to be helpful, obsess about being of service to others, and the business will follow. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But that's that's always been our approach. How can we be of service and value? Is that a fair assessment, Dennis? That is a fair assessment. And in other words, servant leadership uh, is is something that's been you know discussed often. Um, but 
if if you're not a servant leader, in other words, you know, viewing yourself not as the boss, but as a supporter of, of others, as a mentor, as a guide, um, then the that's strong leadership right there. That's leadership 2.0 to steal something. I, I, yeah, you could steal anytime. And by the way, Mary's Mary's saying. It's been two years we've been working on this book. Can we please finish it and get it out in 2023? Yep. <laughs> um, that's been a teamwork, uh, an effort in teamwork, uh, and also Mary's patience. To Dennis, to Megan, I want to thank you so much. This has been part of our Lessons in Leadership small business series that Delta Dental has been our partners with for the last several years. Thank both of you. We appreciate it. Come back again soon on Lessons in Leadership. Mary and I will be back with some final thoughts right after this. Promotional support for this edition of Lessons in Leadership with me, Steve Adubato. And my colleague, Mary Gamba, has been provided by NJ.com, NJBIA, and New Jersey Business Magazine, CIANJ, and Commerce Magazine. Welcome back to Lessons in Leadership. Got a couple of minutes left with my colleague, Mary Gamba. Mary, let me ask you this. Uh, you, you've evolved as a leader in so many ways. You took the lead recently on a significant change that we made in our organization. And the truth is, it was something that I was less than anxious to deal with. I would like to say I delegated it to you, but you just took it and did it. And it wasn't easy. Could you have done that five, 10 years ago as gracefully and effectively as you just did? Definitely not. And it, it's like anything else in any organization. And Megan had, had touched on it a little bit in the previous segment that we were just talking about is if you give the power to your team, and especially women in leadership, they want to have opportunities. They want to be given a challenge. And just having that opportunity, sure. Does anyone want to have a difficult conversation, whether it's giving feedback to an employee that's not uh, performing up to par, if it's someone that unfortunately you need to let go and get them off of the bus because they're not playing in the right position, doesn't make it him or her not a good person. They could be a great person. It's just not a good fit for the organization. Well, where's the so, opportunity? Because we and, actually yeah, made and, a significant change. Sorry for interrupting. We made a significant change recently. Someone was escorted off of our bus, really good person. Yeah. But you made us, we, you taking the lead, made a significant shift. What opportunities does that create for others? It created an opportunity then for me personally to grow and learn and evolve as a leader because I saw an opportunity to then coach, mentor others on our team and to say to them, listen, this is now an opportunity for you to step up and for you to lead. And it goes back to what we've talked about with our great friend, Larry Downs, for many, many years, is everyone a leader? It gave me the opportunity to reinforce with others on our team, yes, you are a leader. We have a small team. There's nine of us, you know, full-time. Of course, we have a lot of great freelancers that, you know, work for us, including Elvin and Scarlin and Frank and Sylvester us. and Amy. Right. The, list, the list can go on and on. Uh, but literally, it, it gave me that ability to enable that confidence and that reassurance that everyone on the team is valued. We brought in an entirely new communications firm to work with. Sure, there's been bumps. Uh, literally during the taping today, I got an SOS, you know, wh where is this? And and so it's, but it's so great. People reach out, they ask, they learn, they want to grow and they want to evolve. So if you see a challenge as an opportunity to grow others on your team, then good things are going to come. And I'm really looking forward to 2023. Yeah. And I want to also make something clear. In the past, I would have been, and again, delegating is not dumping. And, and what I mean by that is, I said, Mary, I'd like you to handle this, or Mary just said, I'll handle it. I think what happened was how it happened. And what I'm saying is, 
at this point, 30 years into running this production company, I shouldn't be, I don't think it's that 30 years yet. Wow. But it feels like <laughs> it. So, but I shouldn't be that into those weeds, as we say, into details. Is that a fair assessment, Mary? And that it doesn't is. mean, no, oh, I'm it, better than that. It means there's a better person. It depends on the situation. I mean, if it ever came to a time, I mean, you give me specific feedback. There's no one else on the team that gives me as much feedback in a, in a positive way of, hey, you could have handled this differently or you handled that very well. And so and it's mutual. You, you, By the way, Mary gives it to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I do. What did Elvin say in the chat? Mary, what did he just say in the chat? Uh, let me delegate to you, Steve. <laughs> let me delegate to you, Steve. Say goodbye. Oh, I love it. So, yeah. So, but yeah. So thank you everyone for watching. I will take the lead on this one. Lessons in leadership. That's Steve. I'm Mary. We have a wonderful team and we'll continue to grow and learn together. Goodbye. And we we'll see you next time. And we all take direction from Elvin. <laughs> This edition of Lessons in Leadership is made possible by the Bucino Leadership Institute at Seton Hall University, Prager Metis, Valley Bank, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825, the North Ward Center, the New Jersey Sharing Network, Delta Dental of New Jersey, Fedway Associates, Inc., Veolia, Resourcing the World, and Seton Hall University, showing the world what great minds can do since 1856. This is Mary Gamba. If you want more leadership tips and tools, log on to stand-deliver.com. That's stand-deliver.com. Promotional support for this edition of Lessons in Leadership with me, Steve Adubato, and my colleague, Mary Gamba, has been provided by NJ.com, NJBIA, and New Jersey Business Magazine, CIANJ, and Commerce Magazine.